0: welcome to the february 6 2019 edition of the crypto.iq daily radio show where we do a deep dive market analysis every day and cover the biggest stories in the bitcoin and crypto space this is your host space marine live from space well bitcoin finally moved but it's not in the direction we wanted so that solid uh, like 3400 level has been kind of broken the support level has moved downwards apparently Uh, Bitcoin has gone as low as like 3,350 right when the drop happened and this drop happened in like an hour Um, a Lot of the times when we see Crashes if you want to call this a crash It's probably couldn't really be called a crash like looking at the percent change. It's like less than 2% not a crash But it's a drop. It seems like there's automated trading algorithms at work here because the drops are really fast When it happens on the Bitcoin market and that's the case in the whole financial world. There's automated trading algorithms And basically, if Bitcoin's price starts moving down, uh, there's something called a stop loss. And a robot will literally, like, take your Bitcoin for you. Like, you program the robot to to do this. So, if Bitcoin goes to a certain level and you're trying to make Bitcoin... Like, if you're betting on Bitcoin going up and then it starts dropping, you'll sell your Bitcoin. It drops more. And then someone else will sell their Bitcoin until a little bit of an equilibrium is hit. And we're still trying to find that equilibrium right now. So, Bitcoin dropped from... It spiked, actually, to, like, 34 or 45 And then, Boom went down to 3350 and that could be explained by actually like maybe Bitcoin went up to someone's like target position for a long and then they sold it and they sold so much at once that it caused someone else's long position to like hit a stop loss and then stop losses were hit hit and hit with automated trading algorithms until we went down to 3355 so we're talking like almost a hundred dollar drop more like ninety dollars and right now and then after that happened and this was um it started before midnight Bitcoin has been slowly declining back down to about where it went down to during the actual drop, the rapid drop. It hit like thirty three, fifty five, and now it's right down there again. So we're talking thirty three fifty five right now. Support level has probably moved downwards to like thirty three hundred. And in terms of support levels, if you zoom out on the chart, you can see that the big support level for the past like few months. Is actually thirty one hundred. Like if you zoom out to the twelve hour chart on Bitcoin Wisdom, you could see thirty one hundred is the real support level here. And we've actually been heading down towards the support level in general since um, late December. Like well, since the second half of December, Bitcoin's price has actually been generally declining. If you zoom out to that longer term chart, I know we get stuck in the short term charts and find all those support levels and resistances there, and that's good. But if you just zoom out, sometimes you can see, hey. The $3,100 level is really the support level, and we've been slowly heading towards there for like um, over a month now. Almost two months, we've been heading towards that level. $3,100 is the lowest Bitcoin got during the bear market. It happened in mid-December, and I think at this rate, we're probably going to be retesting it. Not good news, uh, but Bitcoin is more thriving than ever. Just keep that in mind. Even though they say this is a bear market, it is in terms of price. I see more enterprises launching a Bitcoin, more people using it, more technological solutions. I think this space, the crypto space is thriving more than ever in this bear market, interestingly enough. And also we're kind of like cutting out all the weak lanes, all the bad ideas, stuff like that. Like only the best ideas will thrive during this bear market. A lot of companies shutting down because they didn't have the best stuff. Only the people with the right stuff are surviving. Crypto.IQ is one of them. We have the top traders. Anyways, so ripple is down 2.4 percent ethereum is down four so percent at 103 dollars so ethereum is actually getting hit hard i mean there's a few other cryptocurrencies going down that much too but ethereum has that constantinople hard fork coming up in like three three weeks now and that's been looming heavy over the market like that was supposed to happen in january 16th and that was causing people a lot of stress pretty much it's like oh what's going to happen when this fork happens are the miners going to revolt is ethereum going to lose value because it it's going to lose some of its community because it's like the fork is not totally agreed upon between the miners and the developers well now the fork's been delayed so much that block times are, have increased to 17.6 seconds and like about every two weeks i believe uh based on what i looked at at the block time chart for ethereum uh when the difficulty bomb is going off like it is now like the block times have gone from 14 seconds to 17.6 seconds it happens in a stepwise fashion though it's not like constantly going up it's like it'll jump and then It'll kind of be like the same for like almost two weeks and then it jumps again sort of thing. I think it's about to jump again because it went from 17.3 to 17.6. We shall see. I believe it is on time for another jump. It'll be almost 20 seconds by the time the fork happens. So miners are losing a lot of revenue. So far, Ethereum gas prices, the transaction fees have not risen so much. But like literally they have to do the fork uh, on the scheduled date of February 27th. If the fork is delayed again it's almost not even an option because the transaction fees will start becoming a problem the blocks get slower and slower that means there's less blocks to put transactions in the fees go higher less people use it it creates a bad feedback loop when the block times start rising significantly on the ethereum network and then so kind of like the bad deal the miners get is they have to fork they have to or they would lose all their revenue but then the fork takes the block reward down from 3 ether to 2 ethers, So the miners of Ethereum are getting quite disenfranchised, plus the price decrease. So Ethereum is down 4% today at $103. It's probably going to go below that $100 level. Like, that's not holding up very strong. We're talking $3 drop, which could happen at any time. We'll take it below $100, pretty much. And uh, with the Constantinople fork coming, just the tension and aggravation... And also the fact that the fork has not been shown to be too reputable. When it first launched on the testnet in late 2018, the testnet actually broke. And then they tried launching it again on January 16th on the mainnet. And they found like a huge critical error. So like people aren't exactly sure if this fork is totally solid and bulletproof at this rate. So yeah, uh, Ethereum probably will be declining relative to other cryptocurrencies, especially Bitcoin. Like if Bitcoin goes down, Ethereum goes down more. Like Bitcoin's down like 2%. Ethereum is down 4% today, for example. EOS is down 2.7%. And by the way, this is all rapidly moving. This is just a snapshot at around 10 a.m. Eastern time in the United States. It's moving rapidly today. Uh, Bitcoin Cash is down 4.7%. Bitcoin Cash has not been doing good since it forked him in November. The fork them in November was one of the things that caused, out of a few major things, there was also like backed... Um, uh, physical Bitcoin futures got delayed and they still haven't made a date where they're going to launch. The SEC started doing like really bad enforcement on a couple of ICOs like Paragon and AirFox. They got totally wrecked. Like the SEC said they had to return the money to the investors. But the Bitcoin Cash fork was the main thing probably that caused the huge crash from 6500 to like 3500 all at once. And so Bitcoin Cash is at $113. It used to be over $600 before the fork. And then we go down to Bitcoin SV. It's down 6%. Bitcoin SV, which was the... Uh, Version of Bitcoin Cash that was created during the fork, is at fifty eight dollars now, performing very poorly. It's about to drop below one billion dollar market cap, attending to the land of altcoins, kind of like Bitcoin Gold is down there. Bitcoin SV is not striving. Bitcoin Cash is actually doing much better relative to Bitcoin SV, but Bitcoin Cash is also suffering. Litecoin down four percent. Tron down three and a half percent. So Tron was having a huge rally, like it went up two hundred percent, but now. It's gone down a lot since then, and it's been kind of in sideways, very volatile trading. Actually, it's kind of actually like a trader's dream. And by the way, just to show how volatile the market is, like I saw it drop to thirty three thirty while I was talking just now, and then it bounced up to thirty three seventy. So very volatile day. Good day for traders if they could actually kind of figure out what's exactly going on here. And so the prices that I'm reading are literally moving right now, as I'm saying them. But basically, the overall trend is things are down today. Uh, Stellar is down five point three percent. Cardano is down 4.3%. Monero, the number one privacy coin, which went up at yesterday, one of the only coins to go up yesterday, was, is now down 1.6%. IOTA, the number one directed to the Graph coin, down 3.3%. Dash down 4.2%. And Dash was up yesterday, too, along with Monero. They were the only two that were up. And now scrolling down to Dogecoin. Dogecoin's actually up a little today. Interesting. So Dogecoin sometimes, lately, though, Dogecoin's been not doing good. It went from, like, $250 million markup down to, like, $222 million. But today it's up. Which is really interesting. Everything else is down. Everything else is down. And Dogecoin's up a little. Dogecoin is sometimes robust and versatile because it's not a common speculator option. So when people are panicking and dumping coins, like it's not really the same people that hold Dogecoin usually. But it, there was some sell-off for Dogecoin over the past week or two. Alright, so that concludes the market analysis once again. It's a down day. Oh yeah, the total global market cap dropped from around $113.5 billion to $111 billion. And things are changing by the moment here. Really volatile day. So these percentages I just said will be different by the time you hear it, probably. But just overall trend, things are down a lot more than usual. We lost that $3,400 support level. I'm going to have to peg it at $3,300. But then really the support level is 3100 in reality. Oh, yeah, I should say the resistance levels is around 3500 But that resistance level probably lowered itself, too, now at this rate. So, all right, so into some of the news of the day. The Gemini Exchange, run by the Vincovalles twins, has closed a couple of major over-the-counter trading accounts because they were trying to redeem Gemini's dollars. So it's like GUSD. It's like a stable coin, like Tether. And Tether did really bad in like October, November, from what I remember. Like uh, they lost their bank account, and then all these other stable coins, like USD Coin, True USD, Pax, Gemini Dollar, had a chance to rise to dominance, and they were all rising for a time. Gemini Dollar is one of the weaker ones, though. It only got, like, a small amount of adoption relative. Like, USD coin has, like, $300 million of circulation. That's actually way down. It was almost $400 million. So USD coin, like, was looking really good, by the way. So this is a, kind of like a tangent. And now it's losing a lot of its uh, market share. And meanwhile, Tether's going up. Tether's at, like, $2 billion of circulation. So it's rising while the other ones are going down. So it's kind of like a fight between Tether and the other stable coins. But anyways, back to the Gemini dollar. They closed a couple of accounts on the Gemini exchange, because they're trying to redeem the gemini dollars it's like the only place you can redeem it i think and uh so that doesn't look so good for the gemini dollars probably make people scared to use it and maybe that has a little to do with the market uncertainty today technically though the gemini exchange is very small compared to the other exchanges but at the same time there's probably some whales on there and so if like a whale got spooked they might have sold their stuff today and that could cause what we saw today basically with the drop it's possible that's it's not certain that this is the reason the market's doing bad today but it, it raises some red flags that hey one of the most regulated exchanges that prides itself on regulation is closing accounts and people like literally kidding we redeem the, the millions of dollars of gemini dollars they have not good all right let's talk about quadriga cx again so quadriga cx had that crazy story where it's like the owner Went to build an orphanage in India while, well, you know, the whole exchange was suffering. All the customers were like, I'm not getting my money. And then he goes to India. He signs as well as he's going on the plane to India pretty much, like right before he leaves. And then he dies. Not funny. And it seems like he actually died. There's official government certificates saying he died. There's still some people that would argue, and I'm still kind of skeptical that if he's dead, but it's not point speculating. So as far as anyone knows, he's dead. He died from a Crohn's disease, supposedly. And when he died, all the private keys for the exchange, $190 million worth of cryptocurrency, was supposedly on his laptop. And uh, they can't get into the laptop because it was so highly encrypted. And first off, like, an exchange should not have, like, all their private keys on one man's laptop, and if he dies, it's gone. That's not proper or legal at all, actually. But to the point of the news today, the government has released his official death certificate. And uh, also... The court has granted them a stay for one month, so no one could sue them for one month. And this month is supposed to be designed so they could successfully find that $190 million of cryptocurrency. That sounds perhaps mildly optimistic of all these private keys. We're really on that computer, and maybe we can get like the best hacker in the world to get in. Unfortunately, as we explained on one of the previous shows, chain analysis found that QuadrigaCX doesn't even have cold wallets, the ones that are supposed to be in the laptop. And they have a lot less cryptocurrency than they say they do. And they actually still have access, according to Chain Analysis. Like, the cryptocurrency is moving around still. So someone's, like, sending it and liquidating it, perhaps. So Chain Analysis obviously wasn't taken into consideration by the Canadian court that granted them a one-month stay. One month is a lot of time for them to do whatever they want if they really are scamming. Chain Analysis thinks they are scamming. Chain Analysis is a very reputable firm. Like, they're always right, pretty much. Maybe not always right, but I think they're always right based on what I've read from them and like they're the people to go to for like blockchain forensics anyways so chain analysis is hey they're scamming they really don't have these wallets and you know whatever wallets they have they're actually still have access to it and then the court gives them a one month stay which is like a lot of time to do whatever they want with it. and the ceo is declared dead according to the indian government so this is not looking good for quadriga cx users who are hoping for like immediate like seizure of all the stuff relevant to the case sort of thing and yeah, Quadriga CX is just really dismal. It's kind of like a lot of the past exchanges that have totally failed. It's similar. Well, it's a lot different than Mt. Gox, but similar vein that, hey, this exchange collapsed. All the customers are without their money. And it's just looking like there's going to be no recovery for Quadriga CX. So that's unfortunate. So there's some really interesting discussion going on today uh, about the moon. Like, Bill Noble is posting an article this morning about. The lunar phases and bitcoin price movements and he has this really nice chart that shows like the lunar phases aligned with the bitcoin price and apparently there was three new moons during the last uh price stable point uh where we were at that six thousand sixty five hundred dollar level there was three new moons in a row and then it dropped and then we just had three new moons in a row at this about like three thousand thirty five hundred dollar price level and uh if this trend would continue then bitcoin's price will drop significantly like now and then there's a price drop this morning just to kind of like make people think wow maybe this is real well why would the moon have an effect on the bitcoin market no one's exactly sure apparently some of the great past strategists like gan g-a-n-n like actually used astrology including the moon especially the moon's very important uh So, like, the moon and astrology is important for GAN and Elliott Wave technical analysis, believe it or not. And uh, the premise is that uh, the moon can impact human behavior. In fact, uh, lunacy, which is, like, a term we used to describe craziness, is derived from lunar, which is the moon. Uh, A lot of people believe, including, like, my mom and then I believe this, too, that people go crazy on the full moon. Uh, It's possible. I think it is likely, actually. But that's just my speculation. So uh, the moon might have an impact on human brain. And then I someone posted some science behind it that I saw that, hey, like the tides are massively affected by the moon. Like it, And the tides are, you know, how the water in the ocean rises and falls every day. But the tides get more extreme at certain points in the lunar cycle. There's neap tides and spring tides. The spring tides are uh, actually around the full moon and the new moon. So the spring tide is when the tides are greater than ever and then the neap tides is when it's kind of like the, at the minimum in between the full moon and the new moon at the middle. All right. So they're saying basically, Hey, there's a lot of water in someone's brain and in the body. And maybe the water is getting tugged down by the gravity. See, this is all not very scientifically certain or anything, but basically people have for like since ancient times thought the moon makes people go crazy at certain points during the month. And now we're seeing maybe just maybe the market is slightly influenced by this or influenced a bit. I don't know what to say about this. My wife says that during the new moon, according to her grandma, this is, like, the best time. Like, this is, like, a time of, like, people not fighting so much. But during the full moon, there's a lot more fights. That's kind of like what my mom said. So, I don't know what to think about it still, because I am a scientist also, and I'm having a hard time. Like, maybe there's correlation here. And I was thinking the correlation is because the moon has monthly cycles, and also the futures markets have monthly contracts. I think that might be one actual causation there because as i described in a long article on crypto.iq cme bitcoin futures expirations at the end of a monthly contract have a big impact on the bitcoin price movement so that's possibly the connection there but also at the same time the moon retrogrades like across the calendar like the moon is not exactly 31 days uh And I guess neither are the futures contracts, but the futures contracts are fixed on like a month to month basis and the moon kind of retrogrades across the calendar. So the most logical thing I could say about this, besides all that superstition and possible connections to human behavior, is that sometimes the moon phases like the new moon and the full moon correspond with the futures expiration dates and future contracts beginning dates as it retrogrades across the calendar. Like, so sometimes it's actually in sync with the futures markets. And that might be, so there might be no causation at all here. And at the same time, the other thing to say logically is that maybe the moon has impacts on human behavior and it could cause people to panic and dump their bitcoins. Or maybe logically dump their bitcoins, depending on the time of the month. So, yeah, I don't know exactly. No one knows. If the moon really impacts the bitcoin market but it's something to think about maybe you can hear that this just little brief sentence the moon might impact the bitcoin market maybe you could do the research and tell us why really the moon impacts the bitcoin market i would love to hear like a real logical reason for this because there's a lot of people talking about it right now at the trading desk all right so this is all we have for you today on this february 6 2019 edition of the crypto.iq daily radio show come back tomorrow for another exciting episode and go to to see the most important uh, stories in the Bitcoin and crypto space, including that article where you're going to see the moon phases overlaid on a Bitcoin chart. Also join the Crypto.IQ trading desk, so there's actually a 14 day free trial, you can just try it out. and You can talk to the Crypto.IQ traders in real time, and they post their analysis, they're transparent about the trades they're actually doing, and if you just want to be... Uh, simple about it you could just follow their trade recommendations they are experts they've made 249% profit since July in the worst of the bear market or you could actually ask them all these questions develop your own strategies they will answer every one of your questions so it's an amazing opportunity to become an expert crypto trader they will mentor you you just gotta join the crypto.iq trading desk this is your host Space Marine signing out I remain in space with the moon